This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are mixing with Moni, okay? I am taking a good sigh because I feel like I have had my come to Jesus moment. I am not only talking Bravo, I am not only at peace and in a great place, and I got a great new water bottle and it has a lot to do with it because shopping is my therapy, but it's also because I am talking to my favorite person to talk the Bravo with. Apparently we'd be like co-deed people on a house of all of your favorite podcasters who talk Bravo and are a little too obsessed with all of that and pop culture too. Some more pop culture than others. It's Oh No Chels, which I just... I'm just so happy for this name change. <laughs> I love a branding moment. Um, I love a like a revitalization of a brand. It's very fun. Feels very Madonna and Prince, and I'm just so happy for you. Welcome the back. artist formerly known as Ono Bravo. Yeah, hi, <laughs> hi, hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, I am still talking Bravo, people. I just it started to feel like we were pigeonholing ourselves, and there's a whole wide world of weirdness out there. So. Yes. And what's funny is like we all watch the same shit, a lot of us, because we put it up like that one moment we put up like what we what else we're watching. Like, oh, this is me. I'm on this episode of Cheer. And everyone's like, oh, I felt the same thing, girl. It was <laughs> terrible. Could you believe like, oh, I'm watching this show. Oh, my God. You didn't watch it before. Like mm-hmm. we all we have that in common because we found Bravo. It means we like other shit television. It is just uh-huh. and deliciously made. I don't discriminate in the dumpster that I'm in except like euphoria is given to us as a dumpster and then I'm like it's not a dumpster it is an oven baked roasted turkey like it's perfect and yeah I really wanted to ask you like there's no way in hell you can watch euphoria as a therapist right like okay I was hoping so because I almost I'm like I actually hope you are on the like not on the bandwagon like Mm -hmm. in the FOMO category because it'd be great to like lure it at you and be like you could not watch this show because this has yeah. all of us like I'm at least like I need to double up on my therapy session. <laughs> I, I need to actually like three times a week because my god yeah. what is this show but it is beautifully made we can rest in that I've heard nothing but amazing things I know that I would love it but I am also the type of person like tv is my escape and my real job right. is super heavy and so I just cannot emotionally take that on this will be a show that in like a couple years I circle back to because I do actually, despite my love of trash TV, I do actually like good TV and movies Mm -hmm. too, but I just have to be in the right brain space. And right now with two terrorists for children and a (laughs) full-time job and trying to make this little gig a full-time job too, I do not have the brain space to like be taking on Rue's trauma. But I do feel like I I am like, kind of following along via memes and such. So I feel like I'm still like included in the conversation, which is nice. Yeah, you're conversational. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot about Mm -hmm. that. Um, (laughs) Not watching, but very fully able to talk about it. It is whenever you do circle back, if you ever do circle back, it is of course a gem in the making just because cinematography acting is superb. That girl coming from Shake It Up to this masterpiece is Mm -hmm mind-blowing because I watched Shake It Up and she was like the third talented person on there not the first but who (laughs) knew we just needed her like stage to be set and for her to be take center stage because my gosh she's just not meant to play a side character Mm ma'am she is a main character but it is going to be there when you get back which is really funny because yes tv is also my escape but like currently the show that my career 
is is like the number one show in the nation, Abbott Elementary. And <gasps> and can you not watch it? Is I it can because it's to- it's still escapism because it's like the office version of like it's like yes. it literally it's what the office did to corporate America. People it's like look mm-hmm. how ridiculous you look and sound. It's yep. overly serious. I love it's paperwork. That show. I'm it's watching always that paperwork. Like that's mm-hmm. the whole point. It's like it's a paperwork. The irony of that, and then I'm watching it, and it's the same thing. It's like oh my god, school is very rigid, and there's so much red tape. And do we even love the kids? <laughs> Because it's like over the top. I was like, oh my God, teachers never give up. They never stop working. Mm-hmm. You go to bed, like, gee, I hope child number X gets a better, like, has a better attitude tomorrow. And he really like <laughs> it does well in his his uh, math test. Gosh, I really, I'm so proud of that kid for trying his best. It's like all that you think about. Mm-hmm. And Abbott Elementary is uh <laughs> It's both the best and worst versions of being a teacher. Well, how does it feel to have a TV show where you are the main character? Because the main character, Moni, when I was watching, I was like, oh, it's Moni. Like, it's Moni, though. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy is that I thought it was one teacher at my school, and she was like, um, I think it's actually you. Like, the fundraisers (laughs) and the social media, like, we need to raise money for the children, and the children are all that matter. Do we understand? Like, I absolutely will go and find something and use some pliers or something if it means like, I took paper out of a kid's like mechanical pencil today because it got stuck in there I took <laughs> tweezers and scissors like a freaking surgeon was like it will come out all while scolding the child like okay we need to make sure that we are not doing this with our next set of utensils we need to use these a little bit more carefully but I got it out because I will go those straight lengths and Quinta is a genius writer, but Janine is, I think, the red teacher. <laughs> she overly cares a little bit, but it's fine. But it's it. very funny. And it's my escape, but it's also like a slap in the face. Like, look how ridiculous y'all sound. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the perfect show for you because you cannot turn your brain off from your job and caring about the kids. So it's kind of like transference where you can enjoy the show and still feel like you're thinking yeah, about absolutely. your people your little and then people. I worry about them growing up and going to euphoria high and I'm like oh my god I keep them in third well, grade okay. forever just real quick about euphoria the just absolutely horrifying thing that my husband Dr. Bald said the other day he loves euphoria and he's like okay. I love euphoria it's so nostalgic it reminds me of my high school oh my god I was like um pardon moi <laughs> I mean, I've heard some of his stories and for such a no, chill, no, we gotta like talk, calm no, man no, no. and adult, I've heard some of the stories, but I'm like, maybe I don't want to hear any more. Thank you. I don't think so. <laughs> or we need to investigate that high school. No. And my brother-in-law said the same thing to my sister-in-law being like, oh, oh yeah, this is like, it reminds me of where we okay. grew up. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm glad we moved away from that no. town and our girls are not going to that high school. Thank you. God in heaven. I hope that there were not heroin addicts and largely unsupervised teenagers. Oh, there were, but that's a tale for the Patreon <laughs> okay. about our roommate. <laughs> oh, glad we were talking on your Patreon after this, but I guess both of our escapes could absolutely be Bravo. Of course, that's the obvious segue but really would you ever do like a group house with your friends for a whole freaking summer like that I'm trying to figure out is that escapism or terrorism for me like is that a nightmare or a dream so for me it's a dream because I am the extrovert of all extroverts so the idea of a summer house like literally makes me like have butterflies in my stomach. You are like my husband where I think you would be down for like a weekend yeah. or perhaps like I'll catch you in three months. That was a lovely hang. I'll text you. We'll get brunch. I can even do a long weekend and two management brunches throughout the year. Maintenance, <laughs> See, you know? I could straight up live on a commune. I could like gather my people and be like, we are going to be hanging out 24 seven. We are all going to be living together. We will always be like together, partying, talking, being with each other. And I would be like a little energizer bunny. Cause that like fills my cup. Whereas I know you, like, I know you love me, but I also know that, that like, after we get day. brunch, you're like, all right, 
bye. I'm going to go lay in my bed and enjoy myself and watch my <laughs> Oh, shows. it's the fact that you sent me straight to my bed. I was like, no, I could spend all that time in a row. Oh, the bed? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> actually, like, I would absolutely be. I am like, when Drake said I only love my bed and my mama, I'm sorry. I was like, wow, wow, wow. Nothing has ever been truer about yeah. me. I was like, can I go back to high school and make that my senior quote? <laughs> because... Truly. I, I mean, I love other people. You included. We will have a home together, but I am good with wings. Like we could live on separate wings <laughs> and like maybe summer elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so you just sweet. moved us from the commune to suddenly separate wings to then just separate houses. Yeah. <laughs> like we're Jackie's parents. We <laughs> love each other but we are separate, (laughs) separate, but together just because like, I'd always be afraid that people are going to stop liking me after a while. Like, I'm like, that's too much. And I can be a lot. So I'm like, can I, I don't want you to overdose. Uh, We don't all have the organs that um, Zendaya's character Rue has, (laughs) but for (laughs) those that have a strong tolerance, like we could be very close, Mm -hmm. but a summer house, I feel like at the very least, my business is too front streeted. Like, Kyle and Amanda, it, ooh, I can't have everybody in the house knowing that you didn't get me a gift. I can't have everyone in the house knowing that I'm putting up with you not getting me a gift. Like, no, no. And I think, I mean, to paraphrase James Kennedy, it's not about the gift. Like, if everything else was okay and stable. I do think that Kyle just not being a gift giver and expressing his love in other ways would be acceptable. But I think it's just like the cherry on top of the shit pie of how low the bar has gotten for this man Mm -hmm. where it's just like, oh, please just get her something. Yeah. Just show me that like, you thought about it. Like you didn't even have the courtesy to Amazon something for her. That's the thing. And I do actually think he gives a shit. I just don't think he's putting forth any effort and he's almost like paralyzed by the idea of having to like put out effort. What scares me is that like, this is where it will end for us. Like to find out that they reconcile pretty much after filming and everything I, I don't feel comfortable her entering this union that I don't have anything to do with and for people I don't know. But like, I can't, we can't leave her like this. I'm deeply concerned. Like, it's not about the gift. Like you said, it's more like, it's a big deal. Like, even if you made her something or did just something with intention, it's a big birthday. And this- she, she said she would like bang his brains out if he got her a pogo stick. A pogo stick. She just wanted the effort and everybody else was asking him about this gift because they also were like, this is something you just need to put some mm-hmm. effort into. Like everyone else is concerned and you're not concerned. And the flowers were still in the damn box. Yeah. It's like he just ran to the giant. I worry for them. I also hate, I always hate when this happens where a storyline is somebody's actual marriage. Because as much as mm. I am like a snarky bitch, I love love and I never want to be like weighing in or speculating on somebody's straight up marriage but also they're making it a storyline and also like they didn't have a prenup money like <laughs> it's almost like bravo couples want to be ignorant. I don't... it's like we've seen the worst of the worst happen especially on bravo we've seen some of the worst divorces worst marriages like ever can i get an amen simon and Tamara? but like it's bad out there so to hear like Teresa and co mm-hmm. Teresa and co being like no prenup and then Kyle and Amanda it's like no prenup if you have a contract going into your marriage in case the wedding doesn't happen then maybe you need a contract for what happens after the wedding oh you better preach on it listen while having nothing you can have a prenup it's not about well it's just about like be protective of that stuff yeah also like I am rooting for Kyle and Amanda I kind of feel like they're like the good version of Britney and Jax. Like Britney and Jax are like the evil upside down version of them. Like same storylines, but like I do believe Kyle and Amanda are good people. And so I am rooting Mm -hmm. for them and I'm wanting more, but it's like, it says a lot when the best year of your relationship was the year that Kyle was not allowed to leave your house, you know? 
Like, that's why they didn't have any problems last summer is Kyle was not allowed to leave. Oh, no. And he gave all his attention to her. So in a relationship where she feels like she does not have his attention, she's not getting his adequate Mm -hmm. attention for things like, I don't know, actually one time a year events, like her birthday, then the other Monday through Friday, every other week is probably a little bit difficult as well. Now, did you see for Valentine's Day, he did get her a dog? Thank you. But how long ago was this conversation? The summer. You could have gotten our dog. But don't you think now. that's a little calculated that that episode comes out and there's Kyle with the dog like all over Instagram? It's like Kyle is shaping up to be like a regular little Chris Jenner. Like <laughs> as a businessman, salute you because that is really cute branding. Like to be like, mm-hmm, see, look at me because that would get my attention. Mm-hmm. But as a husband. No, sir. You're not supposed to do this just like for the attention and for the credit. No, yeah. no. It's giving Chris Jenner vibes. Speaking not at all about Bravo, just a random side tangent that I just have to ask you as a mother and mental health professional. Is the grandmother in Encanto the villain? <laughs> I mean, I think yes, but okay. Disney has said that there is no villain. What? A lie. Mm-hmm. A lie, because I was ready to box Abuela. I, me and her were about to go at it. I was like, no, you need to lay off my good sis. So let like, me ask you this. This is like my new favorite question because it just pinpoints like, what's your flavor of generational trauma? Which song okay. did you tear up during? Um, mm, <laughs> I'm going tear up right now. <laughs> no, it's the one when her and Abuela were like really going uh-huh. at it. Like yeah. near the end. That was the one for you? Yeah, I was like, I need to fight. Look, we need to go. Brainy, sit down. <laughs> we need to have a conversation because this is not right. This is not right. You're not going to do her. Like, I, mean, mm-hmm. I was like, you're not going to do me. I need her. <laughs> <laughs> so mine was the under pressure song. It's like, give it to your sister. Your sister's older. I was like sitting there and I'm just yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The upbeat one got no, my girl. under pressure. <laughs> I relate. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. My mom probably would have been that one. Yeah. Especially as a middle sister and everything. She would be like, oh no. Like everyone just made sure that like, oh, she's fine. Mm-hmm. She's fine. Like, I'm not fine. <laughs> just give her a little more. She's fine. She can take oh. it. Yeah, like I just, I had to ask because I don't get to ask a lot of parents this question because me watching children's shows and I listen to the kids and they inform uh-huh. me. What's funny is like a lot of them, a lot of my students didn't see a villain either. Well, yeah, that's supposed to be. They're like, well, grandma was mean, but no. I'm like, no, clearly her <laughs> because I'm a little bit more realized. <laughs> like a boil is a bitch. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> she's mean. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like there is no villain because everybody's fighting their own battles and it's family dynamics, et cetera. But... One was fighting their battle a little bit louder than the others. <laughs> that is well, a that's fact. a good little question for the mixologists. Leave a five-star review mm-hmm. for Moni and tell her which Encanto <laughs> song made you cry. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Let us know your generational trauma, <laughs> which one it is. And while you're at it, let us know. Is it about the gifts for Kyle? <laughs> Should he have gotten her a gift or was dinner enough? Like I've done the dinner thing, but not when it's a major event, like a birthday, especially a 30th or a milestone. Yeah. Like I just, I'm glad for them now because they say that they're happy and well, because it looks like there was nowhere to go. But mm-hmm. I, so, yay. Yeah. Oh, Maya, my I favorite. Love I love her so much. I loved her from the moment I, I saw her. her. Number one, gorgeous. Yeah. And I know both of us love a gorgeous mm-hmm. woman. We just love But them. also, like, I just thought she brought such a cool vibe to the house and such a good mm-hmm. energy. I loved her little mm-hmm. heart-to-heart with Carl sitting behind that mm-hmm. dresser mm-hmm. last week. And then this week, I was like, holy oh, shit. Yeah. Carl's getting better and better for me, one. Mm-hmm. I love that for him. Carl, sober Carl, is, like, the best. Like, I did also love their heart-to-heart. And now this week, I just think that she is next level. I think I saw so many people on Instagram and Twitter, like relating to her and being like, oh my God, like this name thing is, it's the worst. I mean, honestly, it's the whole reason I go by Moni in like the public because I just didn't want people to mess it up, which newsflash, they still do. They go, they call me either Moni or Manny. I'm like, oh, you've never heard my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they told me they love it. I love your podcast, (laughs) Manny. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) But like, that's the whole reason why I was like, there's no reason to like try to make it worse. And for her to be able to be like, no, this is an issue. And it's a upsetting me and even in her fear like to speak up about it like I cower every time so this girl is a 
badass. Like, and it's just her doing what needs to be done. And I just think that she is awesome and to even have to work through that. But I'm also really sad that she had to do that on vacation. Like it sucks that that was also her experience and that, you know, not everybody gets that, but can I tell you happy for her that she has Sierra and Paige. I love that trio. Like Mm -hmm. I want to drink it up. I love the girls this year. Like they are making me so happy. I'm secretly a Paige stan and it's not secret because I'm saying it on a microphone, but like, I love her as a friend now. I mean, maybe we just needed to get her. She's always been a good friend though. That's the thing. I think that when she was with Hannah, I think that was initially, I do think we all have a bit of amnesia because we have PTSD from the Hannah of it all last season, but when they came on and the giggly squad was originally introduced to us, I know not everybody was like down with Hannah a hundred percent, but they did as a duo breathe new life into the show and kind of like completed the puzzle for what it is today. And part of that was because of their friendship. And for a while, I think Hannah actually got a better edit than was deserved because we had those scenes of her and Paige being grandpa Joe in their bed, talking it out. And like, you always look Mm -hmm. like your best version when you're talking through things with your best friend who loves you Mm -hmm. emotionally, but Paige offering Maya, like, do you want to cheese it? Do you want a cheese stick? (laughs) The best scene. I was like, oh my God, if I'm ever anxious from some kind of like identity rejection or like debate or something like that. And like, people are not respecting me, please know you can always give me a snack (laughs) after any kind of thing I'm going through, sad or not, racial or not, please know that that was acceptable (laughs) when Paige was like, because you know what it represented, at least to me as another black woman and um, to have uh, other white friends, the reasons that I'm so close to some of them is because these are the ones who are like, whether I understand it or not, I need to make sure you're okay first. And to see you at like, to see me as a Mm -hmm. human, recognize my human emotions and treat me like a human in a respectful way that I probably wasn't experiencing like five minutes before then really, really special. It like bonds us. Like, thank you for making me feel seen and also safe because what the hell, if you can't get my name right, Wow, you can't care yeah. about me enough. You can't be thinking about me. I cannot trust you in my space. It's my name. What the hell? Like, I don't get it. Like, how, you can't change someone's name. Their name is their name. And like, so the least you can do is try to get it right. Yeah. You know, like, just try to get it right. Make a conscious effort. If you know you constantly are forgetting this person's name, even like asking, like, please remind me how to say it again until you get it and like, get it in there. Because I mean, it's something I always push with my kids. Like, if it's a last name or something, like, tell me, how to pronounce it because your name matters it's who you are I'm not going to make it more comfortable for me like I know what that feels like myself but like my own fiance would talk about like how her she's had professors in school as getting her doctorate like get her name wrong still and I know how much it affects her in her learning Mm -hmm. like Maya shutting down and not just my Maya fiance but like Maya on summer house shutting down and stuff around the group because she doesn't feel seen. It's like, what kind of anxiety is that like producing that she's in a house with a bunch of people that are, she's brand new to, and someone still can't even get her name yeah. right. And it's been like, what, how many weeks? Like, come on. I just felt like this whole episode was kind of like a master class in communication because the way that everybody broke it all down, like Maya was like, listen, I know you're not coming at this from a malicious place. I know that you forgetting my name was not intentional. You're not trying to be mean, but here are the ways that it triggered me. And I think that like, we can all learn from that of acknowledging that it's our trauma that's triggering us and that they were people that stoked this flame that was already there, but also holding them accountable to be like, but get my fucking Mm -hmm. name right. Like, I know you weren't being malicious, but change your behavior because it's bothering me. Yeah. Exactly. And I think she handled it in such a respectful way and Mm -hmm. in a way that shows great maturity because, and though she had to cry, she had to bear the brunt of that and seeing Sierra and Paisley by her side, seeing her and Sierra bond on the beach in that moment. Oh my God. Like sometimes the only other person in the room that just gets you, like if you're in a room full Mm -hmm. of men and you're a woman, you're like, oh my God, hey, Mm -hmm. there's only one other woman. Like, hey girl. Oh my God. Like, at least you hope, you know, because you want to be able to have that connection with someone. So Mm -hmm. considering it to be like, I'm here and I get it. It's like, 
oh, and then Paige too. But when she snapped at Andrea and was like, can you leave please? And close the door. And he's like, well, you left it open. Mm-hmm. Classic male move. Don't do that. Don't do that. You see, they're having a moment. You walked all the way into the room and one girl is like bawling and two girls are I like know. rubbing. You know what I mean? Like when they're in the sweatshirt sleeve. But he had like, to go over and get his little squeeze of the thigh, his leave. little page. It's like, all right, you need an intervention. Yes. Just take a second, take a step back. You have an addiction, sir. Come on. You need to leave. Like, it's not that serious. You live in a house together. You will see her soon. You don't even have to ask questions as to when. Like, it made me happy. But, like, she's a way more mature, grown-up person than made me. Like, you know, you get my name mm-hmm. wrong a bunch of times. I'm just going to start getting yours wrong on purpose. And it's going to be out of left field. <laughs> my name is Kelly when I get Bertha. Hey, Bertha. I was like, my name's Kelly. Okay, mm-hmm. my name's Imani. And can't get that <laughs> hey, right. Bert. So Bertha it is, girl. <laughs> And that's not good. <laughs> Her approach is way more mature. But they, I mean, uh, the classic like trope of like women mm-hmm. being like years mature sometimes, especially at least in Summer House, at least on Bravo. Bravo found like the men who are like, who have aged very um, poorly mm-hmm. in mental years. And in physical like, years. Oh, <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now I feel for Lindsay too, because she really wants something. And I really, I mean, I know her and Danielle are like BFFs and I want to be like, Maya, don't take it personal. I get it. I would want to hang out with them too, but they are like adjoined at the hip. Wait, did you see though on my likability chart last week, Lindsay gave like an explanation for what happened that night when Maya felt excluded. Good. So she was saying, because I made her pardon me, my scientists made Lindsay's line just go right to the bottom. Cause I'm like, how are you going to like leave her at the house when she, and then to to ask her when she was on the beach and she asked her, so how is your dating life going? Girl, you got to come out with us. I was like, didn't she just try last night? Yeah. So Lindsay said, and you guys can look at my post. So it's not the one from this week. It's the one from last week, but she said, this was just like a big misunderstanding and her and Danielle, it was actually like a show where there were tickets And they had these like preset tickets. So she literally could only bring Danielle and it wasn't a filming event. So like production would have gotten annoyed too, if they're all like going out when it's supposed to be Amanda's birthday night. Mm -hmm. So she was saying that's what happened, but I'm kind of here for, I love, well, I just am shameless. I love hub house and Danielle and I love Maya in that group, but I also love Maya with Sierra and Paige too. Yeah. I love her. I think they're great. She's cool because she's like she really does seamlessly like intermix with both mm-hmm. groups and it's kind of like a tie, like a good which is know, ironic because then it just shows that sometimes like our perception of how we see things isn't how other people see things because clearly she felt excluded from the group, but from the outside looking in, it's like she meshes with like every single subsect of this house, you know. Yeah, everybody seems to like at least, you know, she's she's talk of the town in a great way. I think I like to watch her. I, I think she's really fun and cool and real and relatable. And again, a baddie. Like where do they find all these attractive people to be in this house? Some more than others. Some of these, some of these, some of these uh, people are need a, need a little sprucing up and we take a spot at some point, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's been a, a, long, a long couple of years. So I get it. It's fine. But yeah, Summer House is, I'm into it this year. You know, you're one of the famous people who got me into Summer House. I binged mm-hmm. it once upon a pandemic that never ended. And here we are. Here we are. Caught up completely. And I'm actually really liking Sierra this year. I didn't mm-hmm. dislike her last season, but I didn't, I think just her involvement in the love triangle that no one gave a shit about just like put a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this was like her strongest episode yet because she was just such a good friend. 
My favorite scenes are of her just like laughing at Paige being stuck mm-hmm. in a pickle between these two boys and her being like, you're going to like screw yourself. Like, this is hilarious to me, but also mm-hmm. like you're in for it, girl. Like, this is not going to be good for you. Can't say she's wrong. And then she was the one that kind of like took the lead in initiating that final conversation because she has known this group of people longer. Why are you not watching New Jersey? (sighs) Because I am now, okay, I'm just going to get real with the listeners, the mixologists for a second. So as you guys know, because I shamelessly shove it down your throat, I have a podcast called I'm the Cute One. And now you do? Covering, and now we're covering <laughs> I love your movies from the 90s and 2000s. So now I am watching a movie a week and I mm. am not a movie watcher. Like, you know, my attention mm-hmm. span, you know. Oh, I get it. It takes me multiple days to finish one episode of anything. Yeah. So I am just getting in the groove of like adding that to my repertoire. I want to be watching Jersey. It's just right now, like I need to keep my real job and my marriage and my kids alive. So once I get into the groove of like watching a full movie a week and covering it and taking notes, et cetera, I'll be back in my Bravo Mm -hmm. shit. But right now I just like something had to give. And unfortunately it was the jersey great i hope you're not still watching oc then oh absolutely not okay great i'm about to say we need to swap that out uh-uh. immediately so this is why she's our girl this is this is why because that was the first to go i was yeah. like am i bored not bored enough <laughs> so yeah. always gonna watch something else really reminder to everyone if you don't have a high tolerance for ain't shit men do not watch love and marriage huntsville i know i told y'all two weeks ago to do that don't do it because <laughs> I thought I could handle it because I do not participate in men. So I was like, great, I'm fine. And it didn't matter. Mm. I have reached the absolute lowest that I can get of someone who doesn't participate in going, oh no. So don't do that. But very excited again. If you are a Monique fan, you should probably maybe get like a one episode in so you can see what she's in for because I don't see how her marriage survives. <laughs> under carlos king oh no 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 oh no 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 they are unlike it's unlike any reality show i've ever seen like it there is no build-up to a moment every season because every episode has a moment out of nowhere it's oh yeah so-and-so cheated on so-and-so oh and you're finding out about it now wait what like two episodes later so-and-so has a baby with that i'm sorry who like it is it's never one episode one season like to leads to a big moment it's like there are just moments everywhere everywhere there's moments and they're all exposed and everyone knows about it that just seems like the exact wrong move for her then Mm -hmm. if her issue on potomac was that people were being shady about her family and she was like pushed to the brink because she was triggered why is she going on this show then no clue because as kendrick has said like nobody is safe on this show it's like Carlo, nobody is safe under Carlos King, but that man makes brilliant TV. He is responsible for like, I think there was a list of like all the best episodes of Atlanta ever that Reddit like put out like an entire list of all the best Atlanta episodes. And he had produced 16 out of 17 of them. Yeah, That is incredible. That's crazy. Like multiple seasons he is responsible for. And it's some of the best ones, like. Oh, some good ones like the Claudia Jordan years. And when that, it's just so good. And I just think that Carlos King is a genius and he holds them to the fire. He does not play favorites. Um, (laughs) You know, you don't explicitly know who he loves and hates. Even if his, you know, opinions are are aligned with my own. Mm -hmm. Like I loved Bethany while she was on TV. I'm realizing now how much I hate her outside of TV. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you were just the best on your cast of terrible people. Well, also like people who are obsessed with fame and spotlight are really captivating on television because that's what they're meant to be doing is getting the spotlight. Mm -hmm. But my God, if this woman weighs in on one more thing that doesn't have to do with her. And I know I see the irony that Monty and I have microphones right now talking about things (laughs) that have to do with us, but there's just something about that woman. I'm like, you know what? Go to sleep, Bethany, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep because it's like, but it also because like she chose that life. Mm-hmm. And I mean the life to leave it. Like she 
signed up and was on a show. Yes, she did that, but she's not still on it. It'd be one thing if she was still commenting and doing that. She left. Well, she, and she made a big production out of leaves. leaving. Yes. And she spirals every time she leaves. I love that there is just this pendulum of her going on the show, getting grounded, leaving the show because she thinks she's better than the show, realizing she's not bigger than the show, coming back to the show. It's like, all right, you need to like chill for a second. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's just a lot, but like, I say that to say, I always know, like, even when I loved Bethany on TV, knowing that Anthony, I mean, that Andy did too, would mm-hmm. be disappointing. Cause I'm just like, I don't need to know that you love her. You hate Jen. You hated or mad were mad at Carol. Like, I don't want to know that it definitely, it proves to be like, I don't want to know that he has an opinion in, in my opinions. Right. <laughs> he has well, like a say in my fights. It's like your parent being very open and honest about which child they like the Can most. You not? You're supposed to at least try to hide it, you know? Pretend, honey. I love all like, of pretend. them equally. I also don't fully even get why he doesn't like Jennifer Aiden because at the very least this season, she's a better woman than me because the way, like, you know what's going on, mm-hmm. obviously. The way Marge podcast. is going to just like throw out something. People are like, oh, well, it's, no one should go on TV then if they have skeletons in the closet. Then we would have no one on TV. None of us would qualify. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're all doing crimes, but like there's everybody has something they don't want exposed on TV. And so nobody would qualify to do it, but we take the risk. But like, Marge, you wrote a book. You did like you did write a book. You're open about it because your kids already healed about it. Like they all fell on the whatever side that they're on. But Jennifer didn't. And you have to know why she was being so cruel or being so like upset at just you and the women because she couldn't be mad at the man. She's internalizing the choices she made and you know, good or bad. What she did wasn't great, but like her kids didn't know they didn't make peace with it. And now, Oh damn. And I'm also like, Andy, then why do you not like Jennifer? Because not only did she get it out of on TV, she's still, it's like, opening up about it. Like she's still doing what she has to do. She is doing her job. Like she corrected her (laughs) and tried to one up her on her own husband's affair. Like do not even like (laughs) give my husband that he would sleep with the freaking nurse. Like nurses are great. You're speaking from Jennifer's point of view. Yes. But the dig is like, it was a pharmaceuticals rep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he has high taste in women. Wonderful. Still shouldn't have cheated on you. Um, and it's really hard to see. And now she has to like be open about it and say she's glad she stayed and everything. But like, she's an ideal housewife. Yeah. It's all hanging out. Yeah. And we'll have to, I'm sorry, mixologists. We do this every time. We'll have to talk offline about some things that I knew going oh. into the season from some people. Well, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think any of this was... Oops. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, you know what? On that note, what is real? What is what is real? <laughs> I mean, listen, once they told me that on Jersey, they like Melissa and Joe like like reenact their fights yeah. that they've had before, which is like, I guess in their mind, they think that they're being like exceptionally honest because they're letting them know like what fights they had in real life. Mm-hmm. And while I understand that logic. And like it's wrong and I had I did say the very first episode of Jersey this season already there's only been three I did say it felt scripted it feels sometimes very scripted especially the Gia and Joe thing like the fact that she went six months without talking to him while they weren't filming and then the one night they see each other on camera she has the the propensity to fight the entire fight Right. finish out the conversation roll it all up in a bow and wrap it in a hug like and it all comes to a head like there's no way. <laughs> well, I think in a strange way, Jersey is very adjacent to like the Kardashians where the line mm-hmm. is so blurred between what's the show and what's real because it's been their whole life. And for Gia, it's like literally been probably most of her memories is being on the show. It's probably hard for her to remember a time before the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. it's very interesting in the family dynamics because it's almost like ingrained in their family culture of like, this is how we handle things. It's mm-hmm. like, instead of going to therapy or instead of like doing a family vacation, they're like, no, no, no. We air all of our issues out on national television. That's how we mm-hmm. handle things. Yeah. Wow. That's such an informed perspective. I'm over here like fixed. It's rigged. <laughs> this is fake. I mean, it no, is probably, but it's also you. probably. Why is real. she turning her body to the camera while she talks to him? <laughs> 
that's not true. It's like a stage play. Like it's a big part of church culture. And I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, but it's because since eight years old, she's been having cameras around. So she knows, you know, mm-hmm. stage left. Oh my God. <laughs> These poor children. We have got to help them. <laughs> I definitely saw Kim Zolciak Berman on Instagram today, like begging and pleading over like leaving her children alone that she keeps posting her children and, and, and like co- commenting on their surgeries and things. I'm like, this is nuts. We have got to get out of this so place. Yeah, um, but so yeah. Dark. So for people who are watching Jersey, I mean, are we at least happy for Dolores? Like, I know, you know that, and we're all, you know, how bad that, that other thing was, mm-hmm. it was so sad to watch. And she now has a new man and she's posting him and they're out and they're doing things. And he's and she's cute. All like, he is cute. And she's like leaning in, like, she's like being like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, like he's and I have a middle part, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's just really cute. And I'm really happy for Dolores, her little bachelor pad, but not for long, honey. She's going to find somebody mm-hmm. to marry her since that's Dolores. what she wants. I know. I still I love her mom, her too. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, how many of the women on Jersey's parents live apart but are married? I know. It's really wild. Like, is that a thing, Jersey? Well, I thought it was they like, had that whole, like, luncheon last season where they right. were Jennifer's mom, where they're like, it's fine. All of us live apart and we're okay. <laughs> and I was like, this is very interesting. I'm not knocking it. I mean, hey. If, Do what works for you, honey. Yeah, like, Dr. Bald snoring, I might also get myself Oh, my God. Not <laughs> a separate house. We could just get a two-bedroom. <laughs> a two-bed, two-and-a-half bath, and we can make it work. <laughs> And just quick, give me your thoughts on Salt Lake City since we haven't talked since this show has been like a nice little pause, at least from Super Bowl. But like your thoughts. I'm ready for it to be done. I've enjoyed this season. I feel like it's kind of been just a fever dream where it's been (laughs) just women screaming nonsense for 16 episodes straight. And I am like... I am very frustrated as a viewer that the main point of conflict is why someone wasn't on the bus the day that Jen Shaw was arrested and And not not that Jen Shaw was arrested. Jen Shaw arrested. Right. Okay. I said to Ramon Zabrava last week, it was like, it's, I think Jen Shaw is the greatest manipulator of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Because how we're not talking about that. And I forget until the show is over every time. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm always like, oh, dang, Meredith, I'm on your side, girl. But I'm like, okay, I'm even focusing on it. Like, I'm right. invested more into like, no, like, y'all, like, this isn't right, Meredith. This is not, th- don't do that to her. This is not good. And right. like, oh my God, Mary, like, chill out. Whitney, are you drunk? And I get to the end of the episode and go, she yeah. did not even talk about the fact that Jen was literally arrested. And right. she was in every scene. And that's the thing is like, I know people have been rightfully kind of calling I think all of us out for like, we had so much energy for Erica and we were like analyzing every word she said in Beverly Hills, everything she did, every piece of clothing she wore. But it's also because Erica was a storyline. Like Mm -hmm. Jen really is not a storyline. Like her arrest, besides that first episode where she looked into the camera and said, coach Shaw was internally bleeding, which can we circle back? How is Coach Shaw? Why did you think he was bleeding? Did you go to the hospital? Many questions that were never asked by the cast, but instead we're focused on all these other things. And I think I could almost look the other way, except for the fact that Whitney, Heather, Bad Weather have made it their entire personality to be like, we are justice warriors and we're going to get to the bottom and there has to be Mm. truth and honesty in this group. And it's like, well, if that's the case- Right. Like if that's the case, then maybe just look to your left and mm-hmm. say, hey, Jen Shaw, how is Coach Shaw's belly? Yeah. Forget Mary. Forget Meredith. We have bigger fish to fry. God. Did you steal from the old people? What's right. going on? Why are you on TV? Is Coach Shaw alive? So was that a lie? Like what's going on? Is your, are your kids okay? Like what's happening here? Have you talked like, to Stu Chains? Right. And like the fact that we see the scenes with our lawyer, we're like, oh yeah. That's what's happening. But like, no one's going to bring this up on on the strips and things. Now I will say, yes, it is right that we should all give Erica and Jen the same smoke. But I'm just saying for me and, and me in my house, we do that. I don't have time for any of the crimes. Right. For a long time, I stopped watching Salt Lake City all together because I was like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I'm not going to sit here and sensationalize it and then yes. we get no follow up. 
Right. So my issue is I, you know how I am, Moni, you know, I need to listen to your podcast to bring me down to reality because I'm a sucker for Bravo editing and Jen Shaw, like the way she's going about this and the conviction of like, I just don't, I'm innocent. I don't even know how my name was called. I don't know how the feds got me. It must've been Meredith. Oopsie doopsie feds, not me. But do you understand Jen? They don't just go, oh, you're turning someone in today. Yes. Let's go investigate their entire life and turn it upside down. I would have called everybody. I called on a bunch of people. I've got some phone calls to make today. No, but like, I know from a logical like brain place, of course, this woman did it. She's guilty. At this point, I know the Bravo docket just said like literally everybody else that's involved in her case have taken a plea deal except for her. She's the lone person left. So like this woman is guilty. I know this. But then the like emotional heart part of me is like, surely somebody could not be this sick to go on national television and lie like this. Like what- person would be capable of this and then I'm like oh well Jen Shaw that's yeah it. like and then convince us all the like we're nuts for watching but like I always gave Jen this smoke I have no I have absolutely no shame in admitting the only reason I watched Salt Lake City this season was because I was going to see this one get arrested mm-hmm. I was like great we need to see somebody actually be held accountable I want to see the feds roll in and her freak out like that's what I want to see because we didn't get to see it with Erica somebody's going to pay for this at a moment that she was not even offering a single amount of defense mm-hmm. at least acknowledge that you did it if you tell me why or whatever I'll let you tell your own story spend your own lives but like admit it we didn't get it last year now I wanted it this year and the moment that that didn't happen I was like I don't care and the, the ego yeah, she hasn't even like told us oh my gosh, I didn't do this. I have no idea. But here's my hypothesis of how I could have gotten roped into this. Like like, she has offered nothing. has the power to call the federal freaking government and three different agencies Mm -hmm. and be like, I don't like this person. You need to come and arrest them. And they said, yes, ma'am. Well, come and get them. The phone and said, it's Jennifer Shaw. (laughs) I love that they first blast so many people on this show. It's like- (laughs) It's everyone's full government name, just in case they're ever asked to be a witness. They want to make sure that, you know, they know the full name. I mean, they Mary have Mary M. M. Cosby, Cosby. <laughs> Jennifer Shaw, Whitney I'm Rose. I'm done with Meredith Marks. I'm like, what is going on? Y'all obviously just met each other. Yeah. So Actually, clear. are they all, besides Jenny, they're all firsty lasties. Yeah. Yeah. They really are. Except for Jenny, the new one. I just know her name is Jenny. Oof. I know she has a last name, but it's not like a part of her identity on the show but everybody else it's absolutely their identity so <laughs> like i mean maybe not heather as much but the whitney have a bad weather it's it's the worst insult that's going to stick around for a long time i'd buy a shirt <laughs> i would so the question is is it spelled like weather or is it spelled w-h-e-a-t-h-e-r so if i was ever going to make merch i would do it bad weather w-e-a-t-h-e-r mm-hmm. just so like no one can say i it. I say it's like loosely inspired by, but it feels a little bit close. So I would spell it bad weather. But if it's Lisa Barlow and she's making merch, you should absolutely put an H in there. Right. You got to and capitalize it. Make sure the girls know. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to W capital W capital H and make <laughs> it like a thing. So yeah. yeah, no, Salt Lake City is, um, you know, because I dipped in and out, I'm not fatigued at all because I did not yeah. commit. Um, it just didn't serve me. And I really just, I want them to bring Jen to justice. But the fact that her and Meredith even made up lets me know that's probably not going to happen because that means that she didn't go through the ringer enough. Um, the only way I could possibly rationalize them editing it this way is they let her basically say, yeah, so that she would basically let it all hang out. Yeah, so that but she she's would come doing, back for her. Yeah, and she's coming back season. on the season that like we actually want to see, and they they can capitalize off of and make actual dollars off of. And she's taking us to her lawyer meetings, yeah. and we just see how ridiculous she is. Like they're letting her do it. Like they're they're basically giving her her own rope. Like go ahead, you want to make a knot, or you know do something else. You want to you know climb a tree or. I mean, back-to-back episodes of seeing her mom, like, giving up her 401k, and then the next episode, Jen having a glam squad on vacation. It's just like, oh, this is not how you think it looks, Jen. Yeah, it doesn't look great. And even if Bravo is possibly, like, for, for argument's sake, if they're providing all of it, it still looks tone deaf. 
Like, who mm-hmm. cares what you look like? You need to be preparing that argument. Have you read over your notes? Are you prepared I mean, for your defense? I'm clearly not. Facts? She's like still being like, wait, can we like text Stu? And her lawyer's like, please stop talking. Please stop talking. No, we cannot text Stu. Like, yeah, have we talked to him? He's like, no. I mean, I've talked to his lawyer. So you did talk to the lawyer. He's like, do you understand y'all are not friends anymore? Like, <laughs> he's, he's flipping not going on to you. Talk to you. <laughs> he's like, he can very much still take a plea deal and flip on you. She goes, oh, we're just going to like hope that doesn't happen. He's like, yeah. We're going to hope. <laughs> like, uh, all in all, I'm just ready for this. Uh, see, I'm probably not going to watch the reunion for a while. I don't care much too, but I'll have someone, you know, make sure we cover it so I can get the highlights. I like to hear other people's thoughts and then maybe I'll watch. Um, yeah. Because this season, I feel like I didn't miss too much. Um, overall, we either need to get some new cities or we need to get a new formula because the Housewives formula is like so repeatedly studied now that either you buy into it wholeheartedly and you could be an oh no chels like oh no chels don't do that don't fall for it again but or you're like uh why am i watching this okay yeah it was fun i guess because i like these people out of loyalty but this is not real it's just Mm -hmm. i need a little something else but my 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 final question not to be answered now or anytime soon is then if Miriam cosby quit the show why were they filming in front of her church and are they gonna scrap that footage for season three you know what do we do with that now or did she quit after the fact so that now we get to show it hmm are they gonna have like a lori moment from um oc back in the day was like right after this she quit (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm glad though that we're not getting her just from a standpoint as a viewer like it was clear this woman hated her job she hated her coworkers. she hated showing up to film she was miserable i'm sorry (laughs) She was very funny and hating her coworkers and hating her job. Oh my God, she And now she it. can focus on um, legal things and being a morally corrupt or not corrupt person and, and praying about it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> for more of my thoughts on Salt Lake City, you can check out um, Romana's Bravo from like last week. I, I did a guest spot on there and it was very fun, but I was, I'm, I'm very concerned about all of you talk at this point. I mean, I was before, but it's deeply concerned now. Mm-hmm. Deep concern. Um, and then for more information on you, Chelsea, where can the people find you and listen to you watch these two hour movies a week? <laughs> and what are you covering now? Like what's, the, what's the next one or what's the next on the docket? So next on the docket, we just covered how to lose a guy in 10 days. This week we have She's All That. And then we have a bunch of fun ones coming up. We have like Sister Act, Miss Congeniality, a bunch of good ones are coming up. If you guys want to check that out, it is I Am The Cute One. It's a podcast with the dip. And then I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash onochels. And shameless plug, Mani is going to be over there today because we're going to hang up here and (laughs) hop on over there to just shoot the shit. Yes. I'm so excited to do that and talk all the things with her. Um, And if you want to get a little taste of that, do listen to her podcast um, with Donnie. Um, I am the cute one. Listen, 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 because the more episodes that you listen to, the more ones that they want from her. And then the more often I can come back. And all I want to do is go back. So help me help myself. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening. There is new merch on sale, um, tpublic.com slash mixing with money. Um, some of that is over there and I have a Patreon and I'm doing Black History Month. We're spotlighting fun, amazing moments in Black history. I'm doing um, Potomac, Houses of Potomac, an old episode, a Karen Huger moment to honor mm. our Black History Month queen with Kaya and Aaron from Bravo Well Black. And I'm very excited about that and uh, lots of other things over there. So mixing with money, patreon.com. And, you know, follow me anywhere you follow people, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Thank you for listening. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. And let's just say stay whole now, like whole yourself. Get you a nice, like full, complete you, okay? Like it's really good to do that. Stay whole and uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, pop culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. 
so you can keep up with me. And don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.